0: Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. Oh, Oh. great. What, dear? Grace! Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. That's the fact, Jack!
1: That's the fact, Jack! To the X Factor podcast. Uh, This is, God, what? This is like 52, episode 52. It is. It is episode 52. I got the number right. 52. 52, yes. And uh, this is my second favorite episode. Okay. What was your first? 51. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it. You know why? Why is that? Two squares (laughs) on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And I want to remind everybody, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee, BottomGunCoffee.com. They fuel uh, our, not just our podcast, but our daily existence.
0: Yes, I'm a bit of a caffeine addict and coffee is a big part of my life. Uh, You know, morning, evening,
1: and even afternoon. It's a beautiful thing. You know what else is a beautiful thing? What's that? Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. One of my favorite. It's a, times uh, it's a time to express gratitude and give yep. thanks. Yep. Uh, I think what's tragic, though, is that, um, well, two things. Shouldn't we be thankful every day? Shouldn't every day be Thanksgiving, John? I think so. Yeah, gratitude there's always something to be soul. thankful for. Yeah. I'm thankful for you. That same here. I'm thankful for our current producer.
0: I definitely the best we've had since we started the show. Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: No argument here. Uh, no argument from Sarah Swenson. No. Nope. P one listener Sarah Swenson. Yes. Of the Wisconsin Swensons. Ah. So we uh, we have quite a diverse audience throughout the uh, U.S. of A.
0: We do. Yeah, or is it the US
1: the and A? No. US and A? US. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have an audience in many states Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, um, California, Wisconsin. I'm going to forget a bunch of states, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. New York. Yep. Uh, the wicked pisses in massachusetts yes uh there might be a person or two in maine who uh, follows us north kakalaka yep south kakalaka yes florida florida Yep. your favorite state yes um where else who am i forgetting connecticut Uh, yeah listener daniel lawrence Oh, yeah. I forgot about him in Connecticut. Yeah. So, yeah, we were really spreading love around, you know, nationally. And there's a bit of a national debate that we want to touch on surrounding Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this uh, this episode so what's,
1: is what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving, John?
0: Oh, my favorite thing about uh, Thanksgiving is just it's almost well, there are foods that, that come in Thanksgiving that you don't have any other time of the year. So, and there's a combination of foods that you typically only get on Thanksgiving, maybe sometimes on Christmas, but that's for me, my favorite is that you, you, you eat this combination of foods that's very unique to Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving dinner is a very unique meal in and of itself that you typically don't have any other day. So the the variety of foods, the combination of the varieties and Macy's Day Parade and Santa coming down the Macy's Day Parade. For me, that's a tradition that says that Christmas season has begun. So Christmas does not begin until Santa comes down uh, the Macy's Day Parade, in my mind.
1: So what you're saying is the pilgrims invented Thanksgiving and the Macy's Day Parade uh, to form a symbolic a sort of metaphor for the seasonal transition from pumpkin spice latte season to peppermint mocha season at Starbucks, which they drove to in their covered wagons to get to the drive through window, which was just two cans, two tin cans and a string.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. How, how, about, how about you, Coach Brew? What about, what are your favorite, uh, what's your favorite part about Thanksgiving?
1: So, Here's a little Thanksgiving pro tip. I will give everyone for free. You're welcome. What we started doing, shout out to my wife at Mrs. Coach Brew. Uh, wow. This is her idea. You know, instead of the uh, angst and, you know, got to get up early, get the turkey ready, do all this stuff, you know, to try and make like the perfect Thanksgiving and have it be kind of like stressful and stuff, you know, family coming up, like what we started doing, is we started having Thanksgiving the night before Thanksgiving.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So then what you would do is you would just gobble up the uh, the side dishes onto, like a, we'd get like sub rolls or hero rolls or grinder rolls or hoagie rolls, depending on what part of the country you're listening. Yes. Kind of toast them up a little, and you could make your turkey sandwich – with stuffing, cranberry sauce, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, yeah. whatever you wanted to put in it, and toast that up, warm it up a little, and you would have that on Thanksgiving. We started doing the same thing on Christmas to take the stress out of like you know, uh, you know, all the time-consuming stuff you have to do on Christmas Day to, to cook a meal. Um, so you know, we just we made it more casual and fun. And let's be honest, like I think most people enjoy eating the leftovers and making a big sandwich. Oh, yeah. The day after more than the actual meal itself the day of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, so I think you're a right. life
1: hack, The culinary life hack that we did. I like That's my it. favorite part of Thanksgiving because it involves all the sides in one thing, a sandwich.
0: Yeah. So you have dinner. You have a nice dinner the night before Thanksgiving, a nice big meal. And then Thanksgiving Day is more meant for
1: relaxing and then you, just leftovers and eating lots and football. Yeah, watching you don't have to miss life. the yeah. game because you're on a long, drawn-out, five-course meal.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Just make your sandwich and park your ass in front of the TV all day. Yeah. So,
0: you know, this is not just the X Factor podcast. We are giving you lifestyle tips to
1: uh, make it's your not life Lifestyle faster. tips? That makes it sound like kinky, of- freaky. Like we're giving you life hacks, life
0: hacks. Okay, so, we'll call them life
1: hacks. So let's jump back to the side dish conversation because today's yes. episode is about
0: yeah, it's about X factor Thanksgiving side
1: dishes. So yes. what are those side dishes that have the X factor? We're so festive, it's scary. We we're so topical and timely when we release these episodes. Yeah, shout out I, to us. I, Oh, yeah. And our producer you Do that Can you shout yourself out or is that like like high fiving yourself? You know, that that. as a party foul, it's like liking
0: your own tweet, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I do that all the time. <laughs> um, I learned that from Coach Randall. Yeah. So, John, share, yeah, yeah. should we uh, do you need like a drum roll or should we just go ahead and quote share the map?
0: Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, uh, yeah, well, I don't know if we need a ch- uh, drum roll, but it's kind of interesting to talk about. We had uh, Yee Yee Apparel, uh, shout out to them. They actually came out with a map they put online that are the most popular Thanksgiving sides. And apparently around the country, uh, what you consider X factor is different, depends on where you live and where you're from. And, and the and it's remarkable that some of um, what's in this chart or in this map. Yeah.
1: So we're going to be like Snopes.com. And we and we have uh, <laughs> deemed ourselves the fact checkers of all things Thanksgiving side dishes geographically. Because there's so much bullshit in that map. No <laughs> offense, yee ye apparel. Uh, but I just don't believe a lot of it. Like I live in Maine. And what did they say was the, the most popular side dish in Maine? The most popular
0: Thanksgiving side dish, the X Factor side dish in Maine, according to this map, is a side
1: salad. So, fact checker here. I live in Maine. I can tell you if you've the, the person who who deemed that our side dish yeah. has never been to Maine. Because if you've been to Maine, you've seen the size of the people that live here. Most of them wouldn't recognize a salad if it ran up and bit them on the ass.
0: <laughs> and and it's a big one too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a side salad. that doesn't make any sense to me. and uh, oh, so is that, a
1: garden salad is a Caesar salad. What kind of side salad is it? Does't it have any? It, so it just has a Caesar? side salad. so
0: um, and then and then there's four states that that they've they chose rolls like a dinner roll as their favorite thanks the most popular X factor Thanksgiving side is a roll, a dinner roll. So there's West Virginia, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Utah. Come on guys.
1: a roll. I would think West Virginia would be opioids.
0: There is a side. Yeah, there is an asterisk
1: there. And I think it is. Yeah. yeah I think um, yeah. West Virginia, where else?
0: Uh, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Utah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, strange. like, there are a lot of uh, blonde haired, blue eyed Mormons that live in Utah. So, I could see like white bread being their side dish. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that I, I can see that. I mean, um,
1: but, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's kind of a little, um, kind of boring with all with all that's available. You chose uh, a roll, a dinner roll, and then it's
1: training um, wheels. That's what that is. Dinner rolls are is. training wheels for a meal. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to eat up, like, eat up if, if too you're many. if you're doing Thanksgiving dinner right. You don't need a dinner roll. You have lots of other good stuff on the plate. Yeah, that's that's my thought as well.
0: Now, the other problem we got is that we've got the entire Southeast, uh, like the Eastern Seaboard is, uh, we we're talking Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, Maryland, Delaware, all have selected mac and cheese as their favorite side dish for Thanksgiving. So a kid's meal, craft mac and cheese is yep.
1: the... Side dish of choice for I was just gonna say it's amateur hour. It seems like that amazing. you can have that with your chicken fingers and your happy meal any day of the year, kids. That's what
0: I'm thinking. Yeah, like a mac and cheese dish is something you can have year round, right? It's nothing. Special, right? I mean, I don't see it as being special. It's almost like we gave up, and we're like, ah, oh, the kids want mac and cheese, so we're going to eat sit it at too. the kids' table. You have to sit at the kids' table to eat that. There, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, I live in North Carolina, so I and mac and
1: cheese is I don't know. We we don't have mac and cheese at our table, but um, I would think something prepared with like uh, like collards in North or South Carolina, yeah, collard exactly. greens, yeah. or something prepared with like pork barbecue pork.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, something that's special, but but mac and cheese ends maybe. Yeah, yeah. What what I love about the pictures you see the entire eastern seaboard wanting mac and cheese except Florida. Florida's like we're we're not the South, (laughs) and they have selected sweet potato casserole as their, um, which is the same as uh, there's a few other states They had as well, but but they chose sweet potato casserole as their choice. They said, no, we're not the South. We've got enough New
1: York immigrants here. I was gonna say, here. it makes sense. All the transplants.
0: Right, we yeah. choose, we don't choose mac and cheese. So a couple of interesting ones. Only one state chose deviled eggs. And how about, shout out to Indiana for choosing deviled eggs. I mean,
1: I mean, deviled eggs are, do you like deviled eggs? Uh, not a fan. Oh, really? Oh, deviled eggs are the Devils work, son. <laughs> could be
0: could be why they're not in Utah too so uh yep. and then uh, louisiana specifically said cornbread dressing not just you know stuffing they they want cornbread stuffing which cornbread is, stuffing uh, yeah which i like
1: that's what i prefer now what state said cornbread if any not stuffing cornbread so i could see a southern state choosing yep. that
0: no, uh, no, I don't see any cornbread
1: individually. Nope. One of my favorite side dishes for any meal is cornbread. I love specifically it jalapena cornbread. I like that as well. Yeah, uh,
0: one ch- one state, uh, Alaska, chose hash brown casserole, which I, I haven't had, but I think of it as like maybe something you get uh, for breakfast, you know, or like a breakfast yep. thing. That sounds amazing.
1: So yeah, I mean, you got potatoes Alaska. typically with your meal. So, yeah. why not take the extra potatoes in the big 20 pound sack of potatoes you get at the store yeah. and chop them up, make hash brownies, and yeah. turn into a casserole? Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. Shout out to Alaska. We don't have listeners there, do we? I don't think we have any. Li- Comment I on any YouTube hats. if you watch this from Alaska. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I think, I actually think we do have some Inuit up in the northern tip of Alaska.
0: Okay. How do you who, know that? Uh,
1: who listen to this podcast?
0: Do they have internet? I don't know.
1: <laughs> of course they do. All right. Yeah, but you never bottom. see a satellite dish on an igloo?
0: No, but that's... But if you look let's around the go, country...
1: Let's get you know, off of the 48 contiguous states. Um, right. we, we touched on Alaska. I have a bone to pick with uh, the other state. Oh, Hawaii? Yeah. Hawaii chose turkey gravy.
0: Not turkey gravy and mashed potatoes, just turkey gravy. How so is that?
1: The, so first of all, it's hot. It's like hot there right. in November. Right. So you got all this hot food, mashed potatoes, turkey stuffing. It's all like a hot meal. I would think for some contrast, you would use, um, you would make a side dish out of something indigenous to Hawaii. Right. And right. here's what I would like to know. Why wouldn't their number one side dish be like ambrosia salad? Because that has a lot of pineapple in it, ah, right? Yes, pineapple, yes. those little yeah, miniature yeah, yeah. marshmallows. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Hawaii, mm-hmm. get, get, get your head out of your ass and get with the program here. Well, and also
0: ham. You know, some people have ham for Thanksgiving and, you know, you know, pork is popular out there. Ham is popular out there. You know, ham and pineapple seems like that would yeah. be a choice, maybe. Uh, but um, of course, different it's... side dishes. But uh, but turkey gravy, I didn't expect turkey gravy.
1: Ooh. Yeah, around the cook.
0: around the country, it's you know, it's mashed potatoes, it's stuffing. You know, you're from Pennsylvania. Stuffing is uh, number one in Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, you get a lot of um, uh, green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. You have, yeah, I, I like it, but but I can see that. Um, Hey, how about uh, Kentucky? You know, the state of bourbon. You would think that they have an amazing side dish. Uh, and what is it, that Kentucky jelly? No, it's broccoli casserole. <laughs> that's <laughs> <Kentucky jelly. laughs> broccoli? That's going ca- no. to be a t-shirt on our uh, in our merch store once we get it out. Kentucky yep. jelly.
1: Yeah. So. Um, Broccoli casserole is as bad as green bean casserole in my mind. Yeah, and I'm not the only green vegetable I like Mm -hmm. with my Thanksgiving is like creamed spinach.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I love creamed spinach.
0: Huh? Nope,
1: not a fan of any spinach. How about corn pudding, JR? Yeah, you know, I like corn pudding. Do you like corn pudding? I do. I like corn casserole. I think, um, I I said corn, not porn
0: i'm talking corn we're not talking for um yeah uh let's see i thought i saw one corn somewhere cream corn
1: but no corn pudding i'm gonna throw another one at you ready potatoes all rotten. thumbs Ooh, up thumbs it. down love up yeah absolutely love it <clears throat> absolutely it's heavy. it's heavy though like it is heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. You, you get a little bit of that in your plate. You save it towards the end because you will fill up on that stuff. Yep. Um, question. Only one, only one state only one state chose cranberry
0: sauce. Who got it right? State of New Hampshire. The only
1: one state that chose cranberry sauce. My home state. Now, do you prefer the actual cranberries in the sauce or do you just want the cranberry jello mold? We're going to talk about that because uh, Let's that, unpack could, that Mr. could New potentially
0: Hampshire. be my X Factor uh, side dish that I'm going to talk
1: about. So we'll have okay. hold that thought. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So uh, how about your worst, personal worst, as we shift gears here? We just threw half of the states under the bus here for getting it wrong. We fact-checked it. Yeah. What's yeah, your so- least Favorite side dish that you would avoid at all costs
0: uh it's it's gonna it's involves cranberry so anyone that tries to make a homemade cranberry sauce or a cranberry relish or anything with chunks of cranberry in it is that's dead on arrival that is not a play for me
1: now do you like like a spicy cranberry sauce or do you want it sweet
0: uh i want it the way it's been done for 91 years that's what
1: okay,
0: I want. So, okay, so So I I I I don't like chunky, you know, people getting creative with cranberry cranberries need to be prepared a certain way and if they're not prepared a certain way they taste terrible. Okay, just my opinion. So, how about you? What what are what
1: are uh, worst Thanksgiving side dishes for you? You are an enigma wrapped in mystery. True. Because you have um, very, very, very specific, not very, very specific uh, desires when it comes to your cranberry. Yes, absolutely. uh, Boundaries, if you will. Cranberry boundaries. I do. Dive into that in a bit. (laughs) Least favorite side dish is um, congealed vegetable.
0: Oh, what is that?
1: There's a story behind that, JR. Um, So we invited my mother-in-law over for Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner one okay. year. And uh, she said, can I bring anything? And we just kind of gave her a list of here's everything we're serving. If you want to bring something else, sure. Just bring yourself. You don't need to do any work. You know, we're, we're cooking dinner. She felt compelled to bring something. So I see this thing that looks like a uh, a foreign, unidentifiable object on the table. Yeah, in this like metal tin metal kind of mold that gets flipped over onto a plate, and I'm thinking like it's a jello mold. You know, I wonder what's in it. Is it like uh, you know like cranberry jello mold? Yeah. Is it you know something something along those lines? It's something fairly safe and innocuous, unless you're John Rennie, who's like ultra specific about his how his cranberry is prepared. I am
0: very specific,
1: so I look at it and like we're going around the table and just scooping what we want onto our plates. And I see this thing, and I said, "What? What is this?" And my mother-in-law said, "That's um, it doesn't really have a name." I said, "Well, what's in?" I see like carrots and onions. And celery, and like what looks like little pieces like blo- broccoli florets and like beans. She's like, basically, it's congealed vegetable. It's like vegetable jello that is not in like a flavored jello mix, but like just actual gelatin. No, I just looked serious. I'm like, what the hell is that? I didn't say a word. I took a tiny little sliver to be polite. We call it a no thank you helping in my yes. house. Yes. You take it to be polite. You probably don't eat it. You bury it under something and it gets thrown away at the end of the meal. Anyway, I was stupid enough to try a bite of this.
0: Was it as bad as it sounds?
1: Um I would say that like on the scale of delicious, delicious being a scale of zero to 100, delicious being 100 and zero being toxic waste, it was like a negative 12.
0: (laughs) It sounds terrible.
1: Everyone (laughs) took a little bit and everyone pretty much spit it out into their napkin. Because my kids were younger at the time, and she got embarrassed and offended. She doesn't watch or listen to this, I hope. I don't think she does. If you do, shout out, Lee. <laughs> um, it reminds yeah, me. Congealed vegetable jello. Oh,
0: it sounds those like, are
1: all just words that should never be used together in the same phrase.
0: Oh, yeah. No, 100%.
1: Yeah. I'll, it makes me think of um, a Christmas
0: vacation with Ed. Uh, Aunt Edna brings the jello mold which got the it's got cat food in it, you know? Yes. <laughs> that sounds exactly That is like...
1: pretty much what it was.
0: <laughs> sounds terrible. Sounds absolutely horrifying.
1: Yeah. So I can see where that could be least favorite. Cat food might have been an upgrade, JR. Yeah,
0: maybe. So well, let's talk X factor side dishes, ones that we think have the X factor and for what reasons and what kind of business lessons can we learn from them? I'm, I'm excited to talk about this.
1: Let, I'll let you go first because you're a very, uh, well, let's just put it this way. He likes what he likes, folks.
0: It's very true. I am very specific about foods and drink. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so think about a year ago right? A year ago, we were just in the first year of the pandemic. Uh, Everybody was, uh, um, you know, you know, we were what, just a year into, um, you know, two weeks to stop the spread, right? So and a year into it, and then a viral video came out and it changed everything. It was a feel-good viral video that came out in October of last year. I have no idea where you're going with this. I know. (laughs) good. (laughs) And it changed the mood of our country, right? And you remember it, right? It was a 37-year-old man, Nathan uh, Atapaca, and he's skating down this curvy highway, and he's holding his phone in one hand. And he has a jug of ocean spray cranberry juice in the other, and he's singing along to Fleetwood Mac's 1977 hit, Dreams.
1: And it- I don't remember this at all.
0: You don't remember the famous video of this nope. guy on a skateboard singing to Fleetwood Mac. It it, it it just changed the mood of the country almost overnight. Somehow I missed that. You missed it. Well, we'll have to put it in this episode so that you can see it. And those that are listening to it are, are all screaming at you going, Coach Brew, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Everybody has seen this viral video of this happy guy drinking cranberry juice. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the OG thanksgiving side dish and that is the ocean spray jellied cranberry sauce now if you know what you know if you know what this is you know what it is it is a can of jellied cranberry sauce and when you scoop it out you scoop it out and it's it's in a cylinder and it's typically cut and served in like discs of cranberry jelly right and to me that is the ultimate um Thanksgiving side dish, absolutely. Now let me tell you, if your cranberry sauce is not shaped like a can and has the little indentations of a can in it, I'm not coming to your Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I see if you go on if you go on Google and you put in uh, cranberry sauce recipes, you'll see 42 best cranberry sauce recipes, 73 best cranberry sauce recipes for Thanksgiving, 30 plus recipes for Thanksgiving for cranberries. The answer to that is no, don't try to do this yourself. You cannot do this yourself. Cranberry is a special kind of fruit and you can't do it yourself. You have to let the experts at Ocean Spray do it for you because they've been doing it for 91 years nonstop. Absolutely. And it's kind of a kind of a cool story about ocean spray. I mean, you're up in New England. So you probably know a little bit about how cranberries are grown in these bogs. And typically, in the, they start in Massachusetts near Cape Cod. They grow this tart, very tart fruit. And uh, so they had these growers out there in, in the 1930s. And they're like, we've got this fruit. We love it. But what are we going to do with it? Nobody wants our fruit. It's a very unique. It's a tart kind of thing, not quite sweet. Uh, and so, in 1933, farmers uh, Marcus Uran, John Makepeace (strange last name, Makepeace), and Elizabeth Lee combined together, and they made a company. And this company is a—it's uh, a cooperative of growers of cranberry, and it started in Hanson, Massachusetts. And they—they they now have 700 families, uh, grower families that are all part of this collective and they make cranberries. And the first product they made in 1930 was the jellied cranberry sauce in a can. That's the first thing that they launched. And that is right now, even to this day, even after the viral video went of cranberry juice, their number one product is, is jellied cranberry sauce, even to this day. So they make 79 million cans of that sauce every year, and 85 percent of it is consumed during Thanksgiving and Christmas. It is the OG original sauce that is that's been around for 91 years. And if you don't have it, I'm not going to be there. Now here's 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 what's special about this jellied sauce. Go ahead. All right, I see a timeout. I'll I'll wait. Timeout. I'm Uh, excited.
1: Right, one, three, I can yeah. tell you're excited. You're yeah. kind of scaring me with Ooh. your enthusiasm over something this simple yeah. and white trash. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that you yes. are going to um, share a very specific way in which it needs to be served, and and absolutely because uh, like, presentation <laughs> is everything. You know, you need to be able to see the lines from the. Tin can oh, 100%. in the the mold. Yes. Oh, so absolutely. You need to be able to see that it's ribbed, or right for your pleasure. Um, for my pleasure, absolutely. You need to be able to see the ribbing yeah. on the 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 tube of cranberry sauce. Oh, absolutely. On the yeah. plate, like well, no I, I actual like slicing it in advance. Just you throw the whole tube.
0: No, no, no. On you, the no. Plate. No, and no, you, you don't. You do slice it. You slice it, and it's sitting like quarters, stacked quarters. And I have a special dish just for the stacked quarters of um, of cranberry discs. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. What makes it special? As you know, turkey is a bit dry, right? I mean, if you, I mean, you know, you can make a juicy turkey, but still, it's a little bit dry. You need lubricant. You need something to be able to a Kentucky jelly. Right. You need something to be able to get your turkey to go down easier, right? So what better than cranberry sauce, which adds a little bit of tart, sweet taste to that. And it's just a special little additive and uh, it makes the food taste better. It makes it go down easier. And it's, it's certainly great with leftovers. So you get all your leftovers, even on your hoagie bun you were talking about, get all your leftovers piled on there, heat it up nice, and then put some cold cranberry slices on there. Man, you've got you've got yourself an amazing meal right there. So eighty-five percent of of the seventy-nine million cans are consumed in Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a uniquely Thanksgiving and Christmas meal. You don't have it any other time of the year. Now, the time the other times of the year, the other fifteen percent, I'm going to give you a recipe. So this is this is this is. Oh,
1: extra- everybody, grab a pen and paper. Hold on, let me get my pen and paper. Recipes.
0: Go get yourself Go a pen and paper. You're going to love it. So. The other 15%, you wanna do this. Get yourself a bag of frozen meatballs. All you need to do is add a can of that cranberry sauce and a can of Heinz chili sauce. And you get that, you let that cook and you've got the best appetizer ever invented. Some people try to use grape jelly in place of uh, cranberry sauce. And those people are communists. You've gotta go with the original OG cranberry sauce and chili sauce and meatballs, you will thank me later. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the the lovely Valerie, my wife, is her fa- famous dish. And uh, she told me to make sure that I shout out that recipe on today's podcast. So not only do you get X-Factor lessons,
1: you get recipes as well. I mean, it's not congealed vegetable, but wow. Frozen meatballs and canned cranberry sauce. It's so good. That is five-star gourmet sort of side dish, huh?
0: You put it in, you put it in a crock pot, you heat it up, and just wonderful, and you eat it with, with little toothpicks. I'm telling you, you I, it will change your life, absolutely. I'll have to come there,
1: over for that sometime.
0: There are people listening to this podcast that are, like, saying, John's right, that's the best
1: meal, that's the best. Thank appetizer. you for changing like, my life, John Rennie. That's what they're saying.
0: <laughs> but I just like the fact that um, – I think it's a cr- cool story that they had this re- they had this fruit that they didn't know what to do with.
1: Like yeah, you know, the is really known as nature's little powerhouse. Yeah, it it is very uh, yep. nutritional density. Yes, absolutely. So they well, had you this had a urinary tract infection. That's it. There, <laughs> there you go.
0: But imagine you had this you're, you're you know in the 1930s you had this fruit that nobody wanted. So, so yep. they had to figure out how to like how do we how do we combine forces? How do we make something? It's like that the Parker foods? of fruits. It's the Parker of fruits. Absolutely. Oh. And so they combined together they made a cooperative. They invented a product and uh, they put it in a can and it became a mainstay for white trash <laughs> throughout the country. And I must be because I love it. Absolutely. Shout
1: out to uh, white trash.
0: Right, right. Sweet. So anyways, uh, and the state of New Hampshire... Number one side, this is cranberry. So I, I, I now I understand and I and I agree with the uh, Yi apparel uh, map
1: because if yeah, um, that might be the only area of agreement, which is kind of funny that it is New Hampshire because that is your uh, motherland.
0: That's my motherland. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm from. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so anyways, my my thing is cranberry. I love I love their story. I love what they did with a with a product, and I love the fact that they, that you know. 79 million of these cans are sold just, just primarily for the holidays. So how about you, Coach Brew?
1: Well, some might find this to be a convenient and savory way to use Thanksgiving leftovers. Okay. Others might be like me and say, why make it a leftover when this should be a mainstay okay. of your Thanksgiving table? You ready? i bated breath. Fried mashed potato balls. All right. Well, you got me. I, I'm I, I'm here. I'm, I'm number one. You. It's loaded with carbs. Number two, it's fried. How yeah, is yeah. that not the uh, number one side dish of any of the southern states over mac and cheese?
0: I, I'm, I'm, you've got me, I mean, first of all, I me mean, frying a potato is something that we've been doing for years, right? McDonald's does it. They, I love French fried potatoes, right? So, yep. but I, I'm trying to logistically figure out how you're doing. So you make a mashed potato ball
1: and you yep. somehow deep fry it. So here's what you do. Okay. You're in a large bowl. We're giving recipes. Like, we are the least likely two human beings in the podcasting yes. universe yes. that, like, you would think would be swapping recipes with their listeners. Yes. So that's some X-Factor stuff right it there in right there. Yeah, That's a little Easter egg in this whole Thanksgiving podcast, if you will. Yeah. So in a large bowl, combine mashed potatoes with cooked bacon, oh, cheddar. Geez. Yes. Like that's also why you would think it'd be great in the south. Yeah, yeah. Bacon and potato, like, so cooked bacon, cheddar, chives, uh, garlic powder, season mm. it with some salt and pepper. You oh, stir man. it all up until all the ingredients are like evenly distributed and incorporated. Then you take eggs and panko, you put them in a separate shallow bowl. Yep, yep. You use a small cookie scoop. To scoop one to two-inch balls of mashed potato mixture, and you roll the balls in your hand. You cup them gently, and you roll them in your hand. Is this like a sheath commercial we're doing? And uh, then you dredge first in the egg, and then in the panko. Oh, man. And you repeat until all the mashed potatoes are used. Next, what you do is to step three for those of you keeping score at home. You heat three inches of oil in a large cast iron skillet. Oh man, this sounds so good. Until the thermometer reads 375. You fry the potato balls in batches until golden on all sides, usually two to three minutes. Then you drain them, like let them kind of like, let the grease get absorbed on a paper towel lined plate and you can season them a little more with salt if you feel they uh, need a little more seasoning. Um, maybe sprinkle some of the the diced up chive on top for presentation. And that is a fried mashed potato ball. That sounds amazing. Actually a delectable I was... delight and probably ought to come with side angioplasty, just saying.
0: Now, have you had this? I mean, it sounds sounds like a it's a theoretical
1: thing, but it's you've actually had them. Oh. Well, I've had it. I just looked up the recipe. And, you know, most people do make it out of, like, leftover mashed potatoes. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I uh, like it so much that I think it's a standalone thing. Yeah. I'm not I, limited to Thanksgiving. Like, that would be delicious anytime.
0: Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it would be. Well, the only thing I'm just thinking, you know, about, about Thanksgiving is it's nice to have that, you know, th- that, like, You've got the mashed potatoes with the butter and the gravy and uh, or in, in the case of Sarah Swenson, by the way, she doesn't put gravy. She just wants mashed potatoes and butter. She said lots of butter, but mm-hmm. mashed potatoes and gravy and then the turkey and the stuffing. They You kind of mix them together and they taste really good with cranberry. Of course, it has a great taste together. But if you went with potato balls, would you still have mashed potatoes as
1: well? Or are you, you saying? Could. Could. I, I look at potato balls as almost like an appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, have them with the game. Like if you. Oh, yeah. Eating, but you're hungry. Like, let's say you eat midday. Yeah. Yeah. You have like midday Thanksgiving meal and then you all sit down on the couch to watch the game. Have your tryptophan kick in, take a nap or whatever. Yeah. Then you're hungry later. Yeah. Mashed potato balls are great for then. Um, I had a couple runner ups. All right. What what'd you have? Runner up. Number one would be pumpkin spice cornbread. I mean, I like jalapeno cornbread, but you pumpkin spice in cornbread. Okay, okay. It almost has like a dessert quality to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like uh, like cornbread. I've had some sweet (laughs) cornbread I like, so that's kind of interesting.
1: And then you take maple bacon and wrap asparagus with it.
0: I like maple bacon. I'm not an asparagus fan. Yeah. Two kinds
1: of people in this world, JR. What are they? The kind who asparagus makes their pee smell and the kind of, that it doesn't.
0: <laughs> yes, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't eat enough of it. to No. It some of more. our listeners, by the way, we had a, on, on our Twitter feed, we put out there, you know, what what, what are your some of your X Factor side dishes? Sarah was the mashed potatoes and butter. Drew uh, Hashimura was uh, stuffing mashed potatoes, deviled eggs. And cranberry sauce, so deviled eggs. That was also uh, what Indiana had. Um, I believe he
1: takes all of them, puts them in a blender with four <laughs> ice cubes, uh, and a scoop of pre-workout, and a scoop of protein powder, and he drinks it. it sounds, he left out a couple minute details there.
0: It sounds hideous. but And then James Elliott had uh, his wife makes a caramel marshmallow Pecan sweet potato, which sounds amazing.
1: I want to have Thanksgiving at his house.
0: Maybe we should go to California for Thanksgiving. That's what we should do. Show up, California, the- California. We show up to the James Elliot household, and we'll have uh, we'll have caramel marshmallow pecan
1: sweet potato. It sounds good to me. I mean, that would be the entree for me. I wouldn't need anything else.
0: <laughs> no, it sounds. Who, who who first decided on putting marshmallow and sweet potatoes together? That's that's what I oh, want to genius, know. Genius, whoever it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, sweet potato as a standalone is not great. No, you accessorize not accessorize it with brown sugar and marshmallow?
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like candy. Yeah, it's like candy. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's a dessert. It's really yeah. a dessert. Yeah. But it has nutritional value. Sweet potato is incredibly nutrient-dense food. It is,
0: but do you mess with it when you put uh, brown sugar and marshmallows on it? Sure. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that's my runner-up. I like My runner-ups and uh, the showstopper. I mean, it's no um, cranberry sauce out of the can, but... Do you, do you like but cranberry sauce at all? Do I what? you like cranberry sauce at all? Oh, it 100% needs to be out of the can, if <laughs> we're being honest. <laughs> okay. Straight out of the can. Don't That's mess with that. it. Don't add anything to it. Right. Yeah, I don't even know that you slice it up. I just...
0: Yeah. But leave you know? it to the professionals. What I'm saying is it's a special kind of fruit. You can't just... You can't willy-nilly try to do it yourself.
1: You have Correct. to need it Good to word, the too. Willy-nilly. Good word. Thanks. Truth be told... Like when I have a craving and like a, a little bit of a sweet tooth, but I don't want to get too unhealthy.
0: Yeah. I'll just
1: take a can of cranberry sauce, crack it open with a can opener and eat it with a spoon straight out of the can. I could do that. Totally do that. Yep.
0: Yeah. By the way, uh, for uh, my wife, the lovely Valerie hates cranberry sauce. She thinks it's it's disgusting. She can't believe that I like it. Good. You don't have to share it with her. I usually don't, yeah, I do yeah. my boys do they understand the idea of lubricant in terms of getting your food to go down easy We're talking food
1: okay <laughs> so yeah. uh, lubricant my... probably pairs well with mashed potato balls yes, spicy you know salty and sweet yeah my
0: uh, my runner-up by the way, have you ever had a corn casserole? No. Yeah, it's uh it's 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 is kind of a like, like
1: corn pudding is that anything like corn pudding? It or? is,
0: but it's it actually it it you're actually putting cornbread in it so it's cornbread, corn cream, corn, kind of mixed up into a casserole and it's served you, you with a
1: spoon and it on the um, cob or no. No, like okay. just
0: just individual corn kernels.
1: So, you know, don't uh, like take cobs of corn in a roll no. and put them in a casserole dish. <laughs> no, no. Cover them with cream corn and breading.
0: No, that doesn't sound good at all. No. Okay.
1: Just checking. I mean,
0: right. corn I don't casserole know. Is, uh, is a good one. I, and I do like cornbread stuffing as well. So, yep.
1: I, I enjoy that better than other kinds. Sometimes get, you get a vegetable of crazy. too. You know, it's not just bread stuffing, it's a vegetable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Why can't corn be a good vegetable? Apparently, it's not good. I don't know, starchy, yeah, carbs. But uh, yeah, so uh, interesting. So we ended up with uh, mashed potato balls and cranberry sauce. I never thought that we would end up with that, but yeah.
1: Struggling to understand how more people didn't uh, land on that on that map.
0: This map is crazy. Yeah, if you're if you're looking forward to Thanksgiving, so you can have a roll. I I really feel bad for you.
1: I mean, that's something you can have anywhere, anytime.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Mac and cheese, anywhere,
0: anytime. Yeah. Or a side salad or mac and cheese. Come on, people.
1: Get more creative. Yeah, they probably surveyed three people in Maine, and they're all from out of state. They just vacation here. Right. They said side salad.
0: Right. Or maybe they, these are Thanksgiving side dishes that the, that people in that state really need. Could, it be,
1: could it be. Desperately. Desperately. <laughs> <Slim Yeah>. system. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean Maine's favorite side dish is a System shake?
0: That's funny.
1: Yeah, that's There's, good. Uh, yeah, there was a tiebreaker there. It was either that or Slim Fast. The Nutrisystem won out in overtime. That's good.
0: One <laughs> fast, I love it. Does that stuff even exist anymore? Do, or do Shout they?
1: Shout out to the Nutrisystem, by the way. Okay. We should sponsor the podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely should. Yeah.
1: Yeah, here it pairs well with bourbon and bottom gun coffee. So what the hell?
0: We'll we'll figure out how to tie it in later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So absolutely.
0: Well, that's kind of fun. I mean, this has been a fun episode to go through this, and uh, and of course it's seasonal, it's timely, and uh, yeah.
1: I'd like to take this opportunity to wish all of our listeners a very happy Thanksgiving from our families to yours. May your mashed potato, fried mashed potato balls and canned ocean spray cranberry sauce be plentiful on your table. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This episode, our Thanksgiving side dish episode side piece episode is brought to you by our main squeeze bottom gun coffee yes absolutely
0: check them out at bottomguncoffee.com and uh, tell them we sent you and you will get um, coffee
1: you can also use promo code parker to receive nothing
0: which is what we got for 50 episodes nothing yeah
1: and uh, as we wrap things up, we are still looking for someone foolish enough to serve as our show producer. If you would like yeah. to audition for that or apply, uh, please reach out to us on one of the uh, many channels where you can access us. Um, and I'll just leave it a mystery how you reach us. You can figure it out. And mm-hmm. if you can't, um, that's probably part of the screening process, how we weed you out.
0: Yeah, or if you, if you send us a picture of your uh, Liberty University diploma, you'll be weeded out as well. So, yeah, we've determined that
1: hasn't worked out. So that was your hire. Well, I yeah. had a uh, cheerleader from Arizona State all lined up to take the job, and you hired Parker.
0: You still have her number.
1: Folks, if that doesn't make me your favorite out of the two of us here, after hearing that, I don't know what will.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I, you know, I'm not too man to admit that I've made a
1: mistake. He's uh, he's made a great foil, a great heel. If we're talking like wrestling, he was the uh, the jabroni, so to speak, the heel yep. who would uh, have to take the fall for everything. Yeah, I don't know that we'll be able to duplicate that.
0: No, we actually might have someone that adds value to the show, though. Shocking. Like somebody actually looked things up when we're talking about it so they can add to the conversation, not like 20 minutes later. You know. It, yeah. So or maybe someone who could put together a merch store and get it launched uh, in less than a year.
1: You see, now we're entering the 90% that you have to sift through to get that one nugget of wisdom, and I feel bad. We should just end it right now.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Well, that is it for today. Thank you for listening to the X Factor podcast. So please like, share, jingle our buttons, you know, press like, press share, tell your friends about it. And uh, yeah, try to get into the P1 Club. It's a great club. Lots of great people. Sarah, Drew, James, everybody. Thank you very much. Have a great night, everybody. Take care.